my name is William Del Pilar, your Latino conservative, and I'm here with the girthy one. I think that's the nickname I've given him, the girthy, girthy Big John. Big John, how's it going? It, it, I'm doing fine, and I feel almost like you've given me a porn name right now. Big Girthy John. Like, Big John. You know. well, it must be the sailor of me. I mean, I didn't sit there and say the title, but I read it to you off camera. But, you know, I don't think I can talk like that in public. But I love the innuendos. <laughs> of course. Like, the second you say it, every woman slams her legs shut. Just, I think, out of reflex. <laughs> but, you know, I'm still working on the Latino conservative. <laughs> Trying to get you that. Change that to, you got to put some sexy in that, William. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you, when you say it, you move your hips a certain way or, you know, do that <laughs> dance I always see on Telemundo. Uh, fusion. Well, I'm married, so I do it good, just good enough now, yeah. But but listen, tonight we have pretty much a pop culture night. And, you oh. know, our, our issue here is sports and politics. Sure. So it's a situation in which uh, we, we believe they've intersected. We believe they were always part of the, the the cosmos, Jackie Robinson, Jesse Owens, Jim Thorne, you know, my, uh, Billie Jean King beating up on a guy who probably lost on purpose. Bobby Riggs. <laughs> exactly. But, but, but so our topics tonight yes. are Will Smith seems to be tumbling still. Uh, your guy, CK, Louis C.K., I always want to flip that around. And the richest man in the world, in the world Elon Musk puts his dollars where his mouth is. Absolutely. So it's politics and entertainment tonight, but I don't mind that. It was a big weekend with the NCAA, so it's good to have a little downtime. Uh, the first one up. <sighs> Will Smith. Hmm. Big John. Yeah. At the end of the day, do you think Will Smith is did this for a quick answer here before I ask you the main question, but do you, do you think this was staged or not still? Have you changed your mind? You're talking about the slap? The slap. Uh, I, I'm not convinced it was real, but, but having said that, I can't be 100% sure. I think it looked very staged. I think it, I, I still maintain it was, um, I, I think it was a work. But having said that, if it was real, uh, Will Smith should be in jail. Well, regardless, it seems to have backfired. First, it was the comedians. Oh, yeah. Crying foul. It's, it's like I could see the comedian, you know, that cat meme with the... the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I could see that set up. But at the end of the day, this is starting to cost them. Netflix and Sony have pulled their funding from them. Do you know anything about the movies that, that were pulled? Uh, let's see. Um, Netflix had um, Fast and Loose, something in development called Fast and Loose. Um, the script was completed and moving forward. Um, the director right. of Dead, the director of Deadpool Two wasn't was attached to it. So right now they're saying this funding got pulled. Who knows? I mean, it was one of, you know, like I'd be more impressed and we could talk about it later. I'd be more impressed if they did to Will Smith what they did to Louis C.K. Uh, in, in terms of canceling his 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 work, his business. I'm not talking about a, a cultural cancel. Well, he has a production company. If I'm, him or Jada, one of the two has a production company. Right. But, but production companies don't mean anything without distribution. As, as a as an official producer of entertainment myself, no, no, no. But you don't my have thought, distribution. You know, my thought matter. process is they get hired and probably just because they're the star of the movie or let's keep our star happy. Uh, you know, yes, so. there's 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 titular uh, producing. Yes, I agree. Because but what about Sony? Bad Boys, the Bad Boys franchise, supposedly. I saw the first one. Good one. The first yeah. one. Yeah, the, the first one was a good movie, I thought. You know, then, like most sequels, they're just money grabs after that, you know? So I think- but are they? Uh, how was there? I mean, I would see, that's the key to what I think is how much money we talking here well, in terms of- uh, listen, in terms of just pure dollars, like I don't know the per ticket sales, but look, Bad Boys in 1995 made 140, $41.5 Bad Boys 2 in 2003 made 274 million almost. Um, Bad Boys for Life made 426 million. So as crappy as those movies were, in my opinion, the the, the two and the three, 
the producer talking here. People. Yeah, like it again. My opinion: the the first Bad Boys I liked, um, but then it became you know when they're singing Dead by Dead. Please stop it. Um, but whatever, you know, good paydays for them. And look, their budgets were getting. You know, the, the first one had a budget of nineteen million. The second one had a hundred thirty million budget. So the one that uh, and ninety million. So the one that made the most money was actually the third one, Bad Boys for Life. Uh, 90 million budget returned 427 million almost so but to take that one off when it's still making money if they're serious about it uh that that's going to hurt everyone's pockets but right that's why i think yeah i think this is just a delay and for all for all we know it could be the type of delay that was go that they're better off delaying it do, do you kind of feel me that maybe because the pandemic is still lingering in some areas, right? Or they did research that says now's not a good time. If you wait six months, it's a better time. Like they do all that market research and stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of this is paying lip service to the politically correct position without it really affect, like, um, well, I might as well go ahead and do it, uh, tie it together because I, I, I'm going to keep interrupting myself. So like compare it to Louis C.K., when Louis C.K. was accused during the whole Epst, uh, Wein, uh, Weinstein uh, scandal, you know, they were looking for male scalps. We all know this. I mean, it's I don't think we're we're over exaggerating. Me too. Yeah. Me too. It was the Me Too. <laughs> that's how, that's how the Me too yeah, movement. it's 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 called the the looking for male scalps. That's it. If not other body parts. Yeah, but and, it, it's so obviously seen that way. I mean, yeah. the first woman, they're like, well, we gotta wait, we gotta wait. You know, it's the unequal treatment. And I think that's why the movement kind of came and went. Well, it, it, it hasn't completely gone, but- right. I mean, but it's not the force. It listen, was. like most things of these types of political movements, there were so many false equ equivalencies to the original sin that made it ridiculous. For example, Harvey Weinstein, cornering young actresses and established actresses and in essence saying if you want this role you're gonna have to sleep with me it's the old casting couch yeah. okay fair enough that is horrible no one's defending that but now compared to louis ck and i'll try to dance around how how graphic i'll be in the description for those that don't know louis ck was canceled over his preference to masturbate in front of women now, now, yeah, it's funny more than anything else, right? But, and some of you out there might even say, it's disgusting. Who does that with women? Granted, it might be disgusting, but here's what I'm saying. Louis C.K. did not force any women to do anything. He didn't rape anybody. He didn't sexually assault anybody, uh, right? That's, that's technically by law. You are correct, I would yeah, imagine. Right? I'm not sure. I mean, the, the worst, the worst, are, uh, right. Now, first of all, to show you, and if anybody who knows Louis knows he's like a gentleman, really, despite but, but, his but, act. But, but Big John, the exact opposite was coming out. In fact, many of these women uh, have said why they didn't say no or were silent. Even yeah, but I think see, that. I, I agree that, listen, and by the way, Louis C.K., huge liberal, by the way, huge liberal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, John, but, but what I'm trying to say is most of the women they asked about this, because don't forget, I think it was like four women that actually accused him. Here's the funny part. Other but they had the text. The this was no accusation. Yeah, no, no. And Louis, and Louis never denied it. He's like, no, no, yeah, he came out. No, no. He, he said it was true. Yeah, he said he never did. He goes, yeah, it's my thing. And listen, there were other comedians. But no, think. no. He did not say it casually. He realized the, 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 the golden goose had been popped. No, no. But what yeah. I'm trying to say is other comedians admitted saying, look, he asked. He asked, I think, I'm not 100% sure, but I think it was Sarah Silverman said, look, he even asked me, can I jerk off in front of you? And she, she started laughing. She's like, come on, get out of here. Like, and he never, and he They're said, friends. I'm sorry. They're friends. But I think yeah. in a lot of the, you anyway. You judge one person by the next with women. Right. Yeah. But, but what I'm trying <laughs> to get at is there's no equivalency between what Weinstein did and what Louis C.K. did. Okay, stop. What's this got to do with Will Smith? Uh, well, I'm trying. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it back around, right? For okay. doing for doing what he did, Louis C.K. had his series canceled by FX, which was a very strong, very funny series called Louis. Yeah, I never um, saw it. 
Uh, he had a movie yank that's never seen the light of day again. Yeah, I and, saw the movie then. <laughs> and like most of his concert venues were because as a stand up, he made a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. And he played large theaters. It's not like he played ha ha's and chuckle hut in yeah, that's just Boise, it. Idaho, right? And that's just, the reason for the other side having legitimacy. Louis was king. He was king and they brought him down. Now, and the other thing to throw in is all of this stuff for Louis C.K. wasn't money lost as a performer where he was getting paid by someone else. Louis is one of the few comedians who had the business model where he controlled everything. So it was his production company that paid for and then got the benefits of his FX show. He's the one who booked his own comedy albums. He produced them. He sold them like he famously sold them online for $5. He's the first guy that started that. I, I guess my issue is simple. <laughs> These women may have said yes, or they may not have said not yes, but just said nothing. And he went ahead. But Louis <laughs> was king. And with that comes that potential power. Plus, some of the women, and he didn't deny this neither, have come out and said that uh, the lawyer kind of threatened them. You know, Louis can make or break him. You know, see, and that's why it's 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 not something that you can sit there and say it, it was equal choice. I mean, it's easy to sit there from the outside looking in going, "Hey, I don't, listen, no. listen, I I broke it down very carefully. I thought because I said he didn't do anything <laughs> illegal because he was no, never charged with right. anything, you know, right? I'm what he did, to... what he did, by most accounts, is scummy. And um, not something you would hope men are doing, right? So, right, exactly. So, so, but but having said that, it doesn't rise to Weinstein. It doesn't rise to Epstein. But, but, yeah, uh, okay, I see what you're saying. Those right? are the individuals that are just going to blame every man for whatever. And by the way, that's how the Me Too movement, like you said, lost steam. Like every sort of indiscretion became a reason to deprive someone of their livelihood. Now, right. having said that, and because of the, the way he got canceled, Louis lost a lot of money. He lost right. a lot of money personally. Right, right, right. Now compare that to Will Smith. Will Smith, if we think this was real, Will Smith physically assaulted a man half his size he, without provocation, Right. He just decided he was going to walk up and slap a guy in the face or hit somebody in the face and then threaten him verbally again. Right now, the Academy being stunned in the moment, you could make the argument said, well, we didn't know what to do. We didn't know if it was oh, real or no. not, blah, blah, blah. No, no that. I'm just saying, right. Even if you bought that argument, why does he still have his Oscar? That oh, well, Oscar has nothing to do. Oh, I guess I mean people have received the trophies, but to me, once it's given and won, I, I understand that. But at the same time, uh, we've seen awards taken away from other people after yeah. the fact, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. So why does he still have his Academy Award? If you were really serious about violence, right? Because it's it, violence against women or violence against men is still violence, right? So, and this was real violence, and it was on videotape, and it was live on camera, right? So. There's no excuse for what he did. Secondly, Will Smith, if the, if all these things that have been shelved are actually shelved, never to be brought back up again, he's going to lose his salary, not his livelihood. Right, right. right? He right. can still be like the Fresh Prince if he wants to. He can still go like one of my. Uh, got a new show. Fresh yeah, Prince. listen, one of my uh, one of my friends from high school, uh, someone I knew. Uh, is Christopher Kid Reed from old oh, yeah, yeah, play? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. the guy with the big fade pro yeah, and everything, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Look, he's not a teenager anymore. He's not playing those teenager roles anymore. But he still makes a, le a living. He goes around the country. He does stand up. He he still does uh, concerts, right? All these things are a way to make a living when you're your own company, when you're you're your own boss, right? That's right. what Louis lost. He lost the ability to go out and earn a living on his own. Well, 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 let's wrap, let's, let's wrap Will up here. At the end of the day, I think there's just waiting, as you said. It's going to blow over. It's going to blow over. Because you know, people and, like him, too. People love him too much as a person. Like, uh, he had universal appeal, white and black, right. Hispanic, male and female. He was an American movie star. And an American, um, listen, like you said, I think in one of the previous shows, you said he was the fresh prince.
Man. He was the kid that your parents, if they caught you listen, if you were a white kid in Long Island or a suburban California, and they caught you and they said, "Oh, your kid's listening to rap," and they bust in and hear you listening to Will Smith or J uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince or whatever they were called. That's what it was called. Your parents. What was their hit song? Parents don't understand. <laughs> right that was their hit song at the time like how, I never it, it wasn't that. hard you know what i mean it wasn't a harsh gangster rap type of thing so parents accepted them uh white parents especially so right, right. so he he trend and he built off of that right with the sitcom with the movies so like i said for him to do this is especially hard so to just x him out and say you're not earning anything i think i think it's nonsense i think in six months at the most, he's back to doing movies. I wouldn't be surprised if some of these shell movies all, all of a sudden go, we feel he's paid his price, he's done his penance, he feels remorse, all this nonsense, and they'll bring him back. No, no. Look, 427 million, Bad Boys 3, 427 million on a $90 million budget. By, by my math, that's 330 that, million yeah, that profit. Probably, that probably doesn't include uh, uh, marketing well, overseas. That, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's worldwide. Time. I think it's worldwide. But my point is that's a three that's like a what is it almost a five times ROI. That's almost five four and a half times ROI return on investment for a movie. Oh, it's exactly. amazing. You that's think That's why we agree. That's a, he's you, you think back. Sony's giving that up William? Is Sony yeah. giving that up because he slapped because he bitch slapped Chris Rock? No effing way. No effing way that's happening. All right, I get it. And the audience gets it. The man's coming back. Uh, you know, I heard it was so bad. I, don't, I haven't even watched it on the television. But the, the movie he made with his, his kid. <laughs> you know? uh, so he's had a few bombs there. But yeah. he's Will Smith. Everybody loves him. But you, you were comparing Will Smith to Louis C.K., ironically. You know, uh, about how they ravaged Louis mm -hmm. C.K. Um, you know, so... This is what happened. In 2017, he admitted to his years of sexual misconduct. Several female comics, including former colleagues, gave examples as masturbating in front of them after supposedly asking their permission. Right. Yet the women did not feel it was consensual. Uh, various reasons, but one of the predominant ones that kept coming up over and over was, or is that Louis is king. He could make my career. But he could also break it with a bad word here or there. And there's legitimacy in that, as history has shown us more than once. Here's the thing. Well, hold on. We're, okay. Where do you have I'll this? Let you, I'll let you finish. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just want to set it up. That's over with, right? You know, so he's had to deal with the repercussions for that, right or wrong. It's, uh, it's also supply and demand. Louis may have been king, but there were other comics we quickly uh, fell in love with or followed and he was forgotten. And, and my point with that is, in a weird, twisted, economic way, those are some of the rules of how life and survival of the fittest. But that said, uh, he lost, as you said, his FX deal. He lost distribution to I Love You Daddy. And he vowed to take a step back. <laughs> you know, take that step back and listen. But did he? Some people believe he did not because he came back within a year and started touring again. So from there, he had a, you know he had to deal with it with the audience. But he came out with an album and he won a Grammy. Tell us about the album. But I'm actually wondering who did he beat out? And, and then we'll get into greater discussion. Well, so he did win the Grammy. Uh, I think it was called Sincerely Louis C.K. Was, was the title. On it, he jokes about the sexual misconduct. He, and by the way, in my opinion, the sign of a true comedian. He took his own pain and he turned it into a comedy routine. If you, if you love Richard Pryor, that's all Richard ever did, right? He grew up in a brothel. He grew up with gangsters. That became part of his comedy act, right? So for people who are saying, oh, he doesn't mean it because he made jokes out of it. No, that just means you don't understand comedians. That's what comedians do. Not you personally, William. I'm saying people. <laughs> um, but who did he beat out? He beat out uh, Lavelle Crawford. Uh, I now, Lavelle Crawford, if you've seen, I don't personally think he's all that funny. He's like this big, physically, he's a huge black dude with a bald head and a goatee. Oh, is it? Yeah. 
he and he kind of talks like he has a lisp all the time. I don't know what I'm thinking. He sounds like one of the Cosby kids from the seventies. <laughs> like who's the who is that? Um, Who's that kid who kept going? Oh, I don't I, whatever that character I was. Remember Fred Albert and the guy with the ski mask. Right. Oh, okay. um, um, well, Bill Cosby did all the voices, obviously, yeah, but yeah. but that character kind of reminds me of Lavelle Crawford. But he's a big guy. I mean, look, he's entertaining, and it, the sight of him is funny. The sound of his voice is funny because he's a big man, but he has a very pronounced lisp. So that combination makes you laugh. Um, but I don't like him. He's difficult to understand. He has a very pronounced accent. I'm not sure. I think it's a southern accent, but it's very pronounced. And between that and the lisp, he's hard to follow. He beat he out was the guy on 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 uh, Breaking Bad. I think he played the silent uh, thug to uh, the lawyer. I well, think. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but he may have. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. He's a squeaky voice. He uh, very lispy, very lispy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. High pitched. It's it's comical coming out of such a large man. And he was up. A, he was he was probably over four bills at one point. But oh, uh, another person that Louis beat out to win the award was Chelsea Handler. Uh, now, Chelsea, I hate Chelsea Handler. I mean, the only thing I could say of being a man, you're a sailor. Uh, she has a great rack. And take it that <laughs> take that for whatever you want it to mean, uh, metaphorically. But um, that's about it. I find no redeeming value. Some people think Chelsea Handler is hilarious. I'm not one of those people. Um, Louis Black, who is a comedic genius, um, he, he lost out to Louis C.K. Um, Louis Black, uh, famous if you ever watched um, The Daily Show when Jon Stewart hosted it. He was the guy who would always come out for his... Uh, Lewis's rants and he's known as a guy who put what, what about that why can't I get a break you know like he's one of those guys jittery and jumpy and screaming all the time and he's never happy with anything I mean, kind of yeah he's 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 hilarious and he's particularly good in a theater setting like if you go see him on Broadway or off Broadway that's his strength it's not even so much traditional stand-up as it is that like when you go to the theater a true theater experience uh Nate Bargatze who's uh, one of the lesser known guys on the list, but uh, I think he's originally from Tennessee. He does stand up. His original stand up is more like he portrays himself as the dumb Southern bumpkin, you know, not a redneck, but he, he doesn't play a redneck character like, um, like Larry the Cable Guy or any of those guys. He's not a blue comedy guy. But he's uh, like, he just says, you know, I'm, I'm from Tennessee and I, I'm just not all that smart. I don't know how to do math. And then he'll build his whole routine off of those premises. So, I mean, he's okay. I don't think he's a genius. I think he's- a... I, I've seen him, but I don't know him. And I can't yeah, tell he's, he's He's yeah. entertaining, but not one of my favorites. He's okay, but not one of my favorites. I, I, I and, then, <laughs> and then of course, the other guy he beat out, uh, Kevin Hart. Oh, uh, the, his album the, Zero, the most well-known comedic genius yeah. in our country today. Well, see, here's the funny part. Um, I like Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart came up on the New York scene um, with the true geniuses of comedy, in my opinion, with Patrice O'Neill, with uh, Bill Burr, with Louis C.K., um, with Bobby Kelly, with uh, with uh, uh, Rich Foss, with Jim Norton, like those cringe comics. They used to bring on Kevin Hart, and at the time he was known as Little Kev the Bastard. That was his that was his <laughs> stage name. And if you've ever, it's on YouTube somewhere. But there's this one clip from a show called um, um, Oh, geez, it's it's. There used to be a comedy sh uh, comedy um, on Comedy Central. There used to be a show, and for the life of me now, I can't remember it. But it, it used to be Colin Quinn. Another great comedian, by the way. I know what you're talking about. It was at it looked like it was done at his apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was it was all just attacking the news of the day, sort of like what we're doing, but with yeah. with those comedians. And there was this great scene once where Patrice O'Neill set up the late great Patrice O'Neill set up Kevin Hart to right. make a, a Shaq joke, and the crowd was booing him. And <laughs> all you heard was Patrice laughing, and Kev goes. I thought you told me that was a good joke last night. And he goes, of course I did. I wanted you to bomb in front of the audience, you know? Um, and then at one point he picked him up and put him on his knee because Patrice was a huge guy and it literally looked like a guy working a puppet. You know, he just held uh, him by the, by the cop. Do you think Hart's embarrassed about those days or does not care? Kevin Hart to this day will tell you the greatest comedian he ever was around was Patrice O'Neill. And he was like his big brother. He, it hurt him when he died. But anyway, so when you look at that sort of, list 
the ones that I consider true competition in terms of talent would have been uh, Lewis Black and Kevin Hart. Um, but uh, again, maybe they go by sales. So I don't know what these albums did. But here's the thing: Louis C.K. himself. I think they're voted on. I think that this is a this is okay. great that they voted yeah. on. Yeah, but a lot of times these voters, if they don't know somebody, they'll just look up the sales. Charlie, yeah. the one that sold the most. <laughs> and they do that for everything, not just comedy. They'll do it for music, too. But um, Louis C.K., in my opinion, is one of the... And by the way, I'm antithetical to all his politics, by the way, for the most part. Like, the only position that I think you and I would agree with him on politically is um, gun control. He's a, he, he actually believes in the Second, Amen in the Second Amendment. So, um, but, but generally speaking, hey, look, He's mostly Latino. I don't know if you realize it or not. He's uh, yeah. He's one of those uh, white Latinos. You never he's see a white Mexican. Border. Yeah, he's a white Mexican. Uh, I believe uh, his his father was Hungarian and his mother was Mexican. I think that's the way that worked. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think his mother was Mexican. But anyway, um, in my opinion, great genius because he's not only a great stand up, he's a great businessman in terms of the way he structured stuff for other comedians and also. Um, uh, as a TV producer, a TV writer, a script writer. No, we get that, Big John, but spell it out. Let's hit this where it's headed. Louis C.K. won a Grammy tonight for an album that came out after his sexual assault. Yes. And he admitted to that contains him acting like a victim. First of all, you keep saying Everyone sexual knows assault. My thing. Oh, no, no, no. This is a quote. Oh, it's a quote. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, let me take, okay. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, here, that contains him acting like a victim, saying, everyone knows my thing. My new comedy album came out this week. Here's one of the bits on it. But then she deleted that tweet. So she was attacking him. That was comedian Jen Kirkman, Dr. Yeah. Mia Brett. Yeah, somebody who focuses on race and gender. Louis C.K. just won a whole ass group. Grammy, while y'all are either calling for Will Smith's head or crying about cancel culture, there are no consequences for white. How do you say that? Kishit men. White. There's no consequences for white Kishit men. And there's a few other ones out there. I think they're trying to say cis. By that, they mean straight white men. Okay, so so straight white men. That's you, Big John. You are a straight white man. So what they're, what they're trying to say is no, nothing's come about with Louie. Uh, I'm gonna let you take over, but honestly, I'm like, it, 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 it's these people's choices. If they wanna book him, they're gonna book him. If the individual wants to buy the album, they're gonna buy it. Your morality isn't the same as others. And then you have to look at it from the legal and the ethical and come to your conclusion. But I tend to be a bit more biased on this because Louis, I believe, did abuse his power. You know, whether he planned to or not, I don't think Louis would have screwed anybody's career, but he no, had that power. He, de he definitely wouldn't have. But that said, what's your take on these women, Big John? They're idiots. Hold on, what's your take on this these women? They're idiots. They're idiots. <laughs> and this is a cis white male. And I'm be the first to tell. You. First of all, Jen Kirkman in particular, being a stand-up, <laughs> being a stand-up comedian, I've never understood, never in my life understood any stand-up in particular, stand-up comedians who immediately will jump on the bandwagon of any sort of censorship, any sort of blacklisting someone. Um to me, it's, I can't even be, it's like journalists who call for government regulation of, of newspapers. It is the most idiotic, oh, it is the most idiotic, anti-self-serving position I can think of. So a comedian telling you like, oh, screw her. First of all, oh, I've seen her before. She looks she's not me. acting she like a victim. Me. I've seen her too. She's been, I found her funny on occasion, but here's the thing. Like, why is she complaining? Look, First of all, Louis C.K., everyone will tell you, is not only a nice guy, generally speaking, but he's gone out of his way to help people. He's one of the few, like Joe Rogan, that actually called out joke thieves, like people who, like Carlos Mencia, who would steal people, like he accused Dennis Leary of it when, when really? Leary was the king. Yeah, he accused Dane Cook of it when Cook was on top. And he was like, look, I know they're joke thieves because they've stolen my material. And he would produce albums that he produced three years ahead of those guys. And then three years later, word for word, almost wow. what the guys had done. Right. So he so he actually did bust them. He busted. He tried to. He just brought it to their attention. And 
listen, he's not one of these liberals that's out for revenge on everything. He's just like, look, this is the way I see the world. So I, he, I, the concept that we, he would have said to someone, let me masturbate in front of you or else you'll never work again. First of all, he doesn't have that kind of power. Stand-up comedy is not like Hollywood. Like you said. Whoa, 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 hold on. He had that power. No, he was in a power in stand, position. Not in stand-up. Not in stand-up. You sit there. You're you're telling me that a comedy clubs, one of these women were regulars at or something. He couldn't go to the owner and say, "Hey, I don't think you should have her." Well, why not? I may not be able to show up if you keep her here. Coming yeah, that, here that's that's not happening. But that's your opinion. No, it's the way comedy clubs work. You have to understand something. The only thing that comedy store owners, and I know a few that actually own comedy clubs in New York, which is one of the biggest venues, the only thing they, you know what will get a comedian blacklisted with those guys? The only thing? Not showing up. John, we're never going to agree on this for the simple fact uh, uh, my agreement is that you're wrong. That I take and understand. You're going yeah. to disagree. It's the fact that you don't seem to want or see or understand the power of a boss over the employee. And, I, and I, 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 I do. I do understand that and, power. And, 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 and no industry is immune of it. This late, I just saw a Joe Rogan episode today. Yeah. Uh, it was on YouTube as I was surfing through it and I paused. And some comedian, she uh, owned a club. And uh, uh, she just passed or something like that, maybe a couple years ago. But they were talking about, and it was your Schultz guy. What's his name, that comedian? Andrew Schultz. Andrew Schultz. How this woman, she'd be sleeping, she'd be grabbing the young guys, and hey, she's the boss. I mean, she owns it. She can make or break your career. I mean, they're talking about it openly. So so for you to sit about how she would screw these, these kids, you know? Now, I guess she had died. She's old or something, but uh, she was a power player. Oh, it's you're talking, I, I think you might be talking about Mitzi Shore. Yes, that's who it is. Yeah. Okay. At the comedy store. So, yeah, and Mitzi so Shore, by the way, was probably one of the most powerful women in show business. And, and I guess she was hot reason. in her time? Uh, she might have been, yeah. You know yeah, whose mother know. she is? Have you heard of Paulie Shore? Yeah, 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 that's her mother? That's his, his mother. mother. That's his mother, yeah. I mean, you she, remember. She passed away. But she the point is. Years ago. Yeah. But, but William, is, here's the difference, it, though. It, but hold on. No industry is immune. It doesn't matter. You See, this is what I'm talking about by Larry. It, well, what, what if? What if? Yeah, sometimes a comedy club, it may be that what if. But statistically saying, I'd stake my soul. Most of them are traditional power positions. Yeah, but here's the difference. You talked about Mitzi Shore, who owned the comedy store. Uh, I think it's in L.A., right? He, she owns the comedy store. So it's certainly within her power to say, if you don't sleep with me, I'm not booking you, right? Because it's she owns the venue. Yeah. Louis C.K. So, so, so what if Mitzi Jr. is yeah. sleeping with Louis C.K. and he goes, "Hey, I don't want this to uh, uh, this girl." Right. Realistically yeah. speaking, one spot. No, I don't care because no, no, you're, I'm you're saying, not being realistic, so I don't have to. No, be. but I'm saying, I'm saying, be, I'm saying, fine, <laughs> fair enough. Given that situation, fine. I'm taking your hypothetical. That, that okay. woman would only be banned from one comedy venue, and there's right, thousands right. in America. Right, right. But still, dude, stop. There's certain, because this is where the comedy club is just like the rock, well, at least the rock of the 70s club, where they would play in Sunset Boulevard. They just have all these yes. famous, yeah. one of Boston, New York City has them. These are small clubs. And that's where it seemed like they were like the minor leagues of rock into rock stardom. So, By the way, uh, let me ask you a quick question. Did Louie ever tell those women if, if he didn't jerk off in front of them, they would never work again? You know, I didn't research it that deeply. Yeah, he never uh, did. Yeah. Uh, and none of them said that. I, I, I didn't think Louie's case was uh, big enough to worry yeah. about. <laughs> to, be honest, to be honest with you, none of the women claimed that Louie said that. They said they felt that way. So oh, now yeah, you're talking yeah. about... But no, see, that's, again, there are studies after studies after studies done that shows power position sometimes it's better to keep your mouth shut plus at the end of the day here's my belief too the average man is much stronger than the average woman absolutely yes our biology our genetic makeups it can be intimidating at times for a woman because uh, the way society is treated us we're men we're dominant it's patriarchal i'm not saying anything in a good or bad way so but when you add that to the equation you know but then again look at, look at what was her name sure mitzi sure Mixie, yeah, look at Mixie. You know, 
So power uh, uh, is personified in various ways, but one natural way is when a larger man uh, towers over a woman. Agreed. But I guess it all depends on what large mattered to them. <laughs> Louis. Yeah, I mean, Louis is, is a dumpy short guy, but whatever. Okay, fair enough. All righty, all righty. <laughs> so, Louis C.K. won. Let's, well, let's end it with this because we went back and forth. But do you think uh, he should have maybe waited longer as a human being? No, not at all. Yeah, my take is... He waited uh, three years. How long is he supposed to wait? No, no, he was touring a year after. Yeah, oh, that's, he, when he, that's when he got his material for the album. Right, he started, to, he started to go out a year after, but he won his Grammy three years after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so my point is, you know... Do what you want, and you—it's a doggy dog world out there because the Me Too movement has has really kind of screwed themselves, literally. That that that. So there's no gray area because what happened to Louis? There's women uh, in very completely different situation. The fact that it's a woman, and they'll, and they'll say, "Well, let's wait and see." So because of that, I think Louis had every right to do what he did. Oh, and FYI, his movie career, which was on the rise, has now been destroyed. That's true, but Louis rich enough. He'll us. He'll have to realize. Look, you know what? This is terrible. But we've all had our share of crap like that. We're just yeah. not famous like Louis. Of course. So my, my whole point with Louis is: this is one of those lessons in life. You're either gonna grow the hate by letting it simmer, or realize and put it in context. Right. Which, you know, the era we're in, what you actually did, and learn from it, and and, and grow. Uh, just not in front of them. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. All righty. Let's head on to Elon Musk, ah, the world's richest man. The real life Iron Man. So this, for some reason, I don't know why, but you can probably tell me why. But when I think Elon, I'm thinking somebody of your mindset more than my mindset. Uh, uh, I have a love-hate with Elon. I love what he does, what he stands for at times. But there's a small part of me that irks me because it's like, well, a lot of his success came because of our dollars, you know. He's played the system really well. Sure. Uh, uh, but tell me about, and being the world's richest man, he decided to chip in and uh, look at Twitter. And tell us what happened, Big John. So Elon Musk, um, by the way. Stock purchase, I, I guess. Yeah, well, the first of all, I just wanted to say, for those that didn't get my joke, when I said the real-life Iron Man, uh, I think it was said that, the Tony Stark character that Robert Downey Jr., not the comic Iron Man who was created before Stand Elon was born, uh, but Tony Stark, the, the portrayal of Robert Downey Jr. is based on Elon Musk. They, oh. thought, they thought if there was one person on the planet that was Tony Stark, it was Elon Musk. Um, Elon Musk, I love him personally because A, I think he's on the uh, spectrum disorder for autism. I think he's he's got social... Um, he, he doesn't always seem social, like Zuckerberg, he seems like he's always socially awkward. Yeah, so, yeah, like, Zuckerberg seems socially awkward. Even yeah. Bezos and, and of course, well, the knows so much. Yeah, it's more just like he doesn't know how to look at people. I think Zuckerberg's been getting better as he's been getting older. Elon is still weird. Like, if you saw that Joe Rogan clip where he got him to smoke pot for the first time, it is both frightening and hilarious all rolled into one because he had never look i i make no bones i'm straight edge i've never done any illegal drug in my life i rarely if ever drink that's just me my vice is eating okay uh but uh but, oh, but you, if you saw that thing i'm sorry i just wanted to pinch if you saw that thing where he took like a toke and he approached it like a scientist he's like Oh, hold on. Let me. What's happening to my brain? Oh, I feel relaxed, but I don't know if I'm thinking as clear. Like he approached it like a nerd scientist, you know. So that was hilarious to me. But anyway, Elon, uh, I I view him as one of the true brains in the world. By that I mean an intellect that is like rare, rare. Um, he's the type of person who, unlike others who are very smart is also a, a savvy businessman. So when you put the two together, it's the recipe for success in any field. Um, we all know about his uh, stuff with Tesla. He was also one of the original founders, I think, of PayPal. Um, he, 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 and uh, he's a big crypto supporter. Uh, he's uh, a big supporter of Bitcoin and Dogecoin. So when he started 
making these noises about, I think Twitter isn't living up to its free speech ideals. Um, I know from his own tweets, he's been concerned about the fact that they kick people off like Trump, um, which by the way, as much as you know, I hate Trump, what they did to Trump flies in my belief of the first amendment and just the general concept of free speech. Um, as much as I think Trump is an idiot, he has every right in my opinion to say whatever he wants as often as he wants. And then it's up to me to persuade others that he's as, he's the idiot that I think he is, right? So I disagreed with that with Trump, but Elon Musk said, I'm gonna do something about it. So, he, and th over the weekend, this was fascinating. He literally put up a poll on Twitter that said, do you think Twitter's living up to the ideals of free speech? And obviously it was overwhelmingly no. It was something like 88% of the respondents said no. Next thing you know, Monday morning, it's announced that he has a slightly over a 9% stake in Twitter, instantly making him the largest individual, the largest shareholder, even among hedge funds of Twitter stock. Twitter shoots up 25% on the news day one, right? So think about this. He bought 9% uh, of Twitter, uh, so what was it? Uh, roughly 2.9 billion, I think. Oh, in terms of the valuation, it shot up. It was no, like, no. I'm saying his his piece. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what they. Uh, that's what the stock closed at. 2. Okay. Because nobody knows how much. You mean the capitalization, right? So think about this. Uh, so it's roughly 10. percent So maybe it was like 190. Like uh, I'm sorry, maybe it was roughly 290 million. Say right. In one day, he made 25% on his investment just by announcing that he had bought into Twitter. So first of all, genius move, because then all these people who are um, retail investors said, I got to buy Twitter. And then the, net, the day after, it went up another 5%. I think it was up a couple of points today, too. So he's making money just by buying it. If he sold all his Twitter stock today, he'd, he'd be a genius just for making money. But the other thing is, by being the biggest shareholder, he got a board seat within 24 hours, which yeah, yeah. William, you know it as well as I do. You don't get a board seat in 24 hours. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Unless, I mean, unless people no are terrible. Unless you're dealing with the world's richest man. And one of the smartest. And the one you know, the he has the look to play a Bond villain. He does. And in some ways I've heard he's that. that weird odd. He's got uh, that weird eye. He's got the accent, like that, what is it? South African accent, I think. It's very... It's like a strange accent. I'm not sure. Um, it might be Israeli. It might be half Israeli, South. I'm not sure, but it's a weird accent. Um, but what's interesting about it is he's now got almost four times the voting power of Jack Dorsey, who was the creator of Twitter, former CEO. He's got a bigger stake than the current CEO. And basically, he's, he's said he's starting to make suggestions already. Yeah, so 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 he has a nine point two percent stake, and Dorsey only has a two point three percent. Yeah, and actually, I think they refiled it today. I, I read breaking news right before we started the show uh, that it's actually a nine point one percent. It was just mistyped or something, but it's but essentially, you're right. It's like Dorsey only has a two point three percent stake. So yeah, like Dorsey immediately shut up. It was sort of like, well, we're happy to have Elon on board. Yeah, you better be happy he's on board because he's your boss now. So here's what's happy. Here's what some of the analysts are saying. I want to read some of these to sure, you. Sure, hit me. Get your you get your thoughts. So, Webbush analyst Dan Ives believes must to possibly attempt to have a more active stake. And so here's a quote: and a potential more aggressive ownership role of Twitter. I think he intends to go active and force change at Twitter. One way or another, he's going to change the course of Twitter. So then there's this guy from Morningstar analyst, Ali Mogar, is what I think. And you know what? I want to uh, give a hat tip here to Market Watch and Andrew Keshner, because that's where a lot of this information okay. came from. Uh, it, 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 it was a good article. And I think it's called Elon Musk, Twitter's largest single shareholder and board member pledges significant significant improvements will tesla's founder revolutionize the twitterverse you know what i noticed in the newspapers today because uh, it, it wouldn't be allowed if they still did print because <laughs> you know they keep trying to me but that said that's a title <laughs> of that article it's like come on now that's uh, a packing for you 
Oh my, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, uh, so then there was this Morningstar analyst, Ali Mogar, or Mohar. Musk has already indicated that he did not agree with the appointment of Agrawal and that he desires some changes. So it's all out there um, what he's going to do. But based off his history of tweets, most believe that he's going to go there with the, uh, I bought five, uh, uh, more than 5% here because I want some corporate change. Because I was researching and people who buy at that level. So what they do you want to be activists? They yeah. want to be activists. Yeah. So what do you think? Do you think he's going to be an activist? Oh, and absolutely. Let me ask you the follow-up. Now, so you can answer all at once. Is uh, do you think his activism will bring others to invest and create a coalition amongst them? I mean, because I guess theoretically that's possible and may have been done in the past. Yeah. Yeah. See that. See the first part of your question. Absolutely, I think he will be activist until he gets bored with it. Um. So he will try to make established rules within Twitter, whether he's able to make it so permanent that even after he leaves or if he leaves that it could still resist any change. Well, well, that's, hold on. A that's a different story. You don't think they're going to try to fight him? Hey, we are a leftist champion of what I'm we sure love that, to call fake news media. You're I'm, not going to change that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they will. Some will. Um, but at the same time, Look, the rank and file will probably be like, what are you doing? You're bringing hate groups back on. Like, look, if he says that Trump needs to be reinstated on Twitter, I guarantee you half that Twitter, at least half will walk out and resign. Good riddance as far as I'm concerned, but I'm sure most of them would resign. Um, if he brings back uh, Gavin McGinnis, if he brings back the Proud Boys. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the point though is, is they're going to, you're trying to say, say there's going to be levels of pushback uh, because we can throw out 10 zillion names. You can throw out 10 zillion sure. Trump. And I mean, what's their general rule going to be? Their general rule will be the following. So I think Twitter is going to be what Gab and Getter and these alternate sites want to be and to some extent are they're going to be the following unless we get a court order anything goes and we're just the platform so you can't hold us liable for what anybody else publishes right right so you're saying they're going to become honest people over there they're going to become a free speech platform you know and this was brilliant and i'm going to tie it into somebody that you're going to complain about <laughs> okay. but but add this to it. Yeah. CNN, one of their new ownership people said that it would be good if CNN got to doing what it's supposed to be doing, objective news or something like that. So do you think this is uh, the cyclical effect coming back around here? Well, it's always cyclical, but I don't know if that's for CNN. I think CNN is just reacting to lousy ratings again, but... They've always had lousy Yeah. Ratings. So the thing with Twitter, though, I think they're going to become free speech. And what I love about this is... Unlike Trump, a, an alleged billionaire, Trump could have easily done what, not, let me not say easily, Trump could have done what Musk did, which was- I don't know. Hold on, hold on. Musk is worth like $240 billion. Trump's only worth, well, anywhere from two to $7 billion, I guess. Well, it depends who you talk to. If you talk to-, to Well, Spencer. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's beside the point. Yeah. Look at the difference in the billions is what I'm trying no, to- No, I understand. But what did that stake cost them? Well, what was it? The valuation was what? Uh, uh, 2.9 billion. billion. Yeah, uh, uh, 2.9 billion. I mean, if Trump's worth it, you're talking about Trump. Trump can't do that. Even he doesn't have that kind of money. No, I understand that, but I'm trying to I'm trying to illustrate the point. Trump complained about Twitter, complained about Twitter, tried to get um, Twitter uh, through some through regulation or whatever. Uh, Trump never, no, he never did. That was but, the problem. Well, he he talked about it. He wasn't. Yeah, but he never did. He I, I get what right. you're saying. Yeah. Trump's a bad example. Don't let the hate cloud your mind. Well, what I'm trying to say <laughs> is compare what he did with Truth Social, which was he tried to raise money, collect from his rubes, and then build out Truth Social so he could speak to them. Right now, but that's what he always said. Right. So yeah, he no, never no, strayed for that. No, no, I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, the problem is, is uh, Elon Musk. It, see, to me, it's not a fair comparison. Trump is one of hundreds and hundreds, who probably thousands of billions. No, I, I don't. Hold on. And yeah. Elon Musk is the richest guy I, I, in the world. Yes. Yeah, so Elon uh, Musk is 
the Bond villain. No, no, Trump no, is I, Bond joke. <laughs> I, I get it, but it's more the mindset, and it's more the mindset of so-called conservatives, <laughs> and not just Trump. I'm not. I mean, I I love picking on Trump, but it's not just him. Meaning, uh, Peter Thiel could have done this. Um, the the Cook brothers could have done this. The Cook brothers could have done this. You're mixing up what Chris Rock so eloquently put. What's there that? are rich people like Shaquille O'Neal. No, you know, like the names you mentioned, and, and wealthy. And there people. are wealthy people. I, I, I get it, but like what, Elon I'm Musk. Say, what I'm trying to say is, look, even if you do it this way, you could have gotten a consortium of concerned conservatives and even libertarians. And rather than bitch about Twitter being anti-free speech, do what Musk did, which is buy. Listen, like you said, it doesn't take a ten percent stake; it took a five percent stake. That's right. really no, 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 that, no, 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 no. That has nothing to do with it as much. That's what the law says. You got to report it, <laughs> and how this is how you report it. Right, but functionally, if the founder is holding a two percent stake, if you're proposing free speech, like those guys could have done it anyway. Regardless, what I'm trying to say is. Not only is Elon Musk someone I admire just because of his intellect, but the fact that he, at least from what we could tell, is talking about a good game about free speech, which I'm very passionate about, that he, rather than bitch about it, or even perhaps stupidly trying to create something from scratch, said, look, what is a tried and true free market capitalist solution? I'm going to buy a controlling stake. I'm going to buy a stake that allows me to make these changes. You assume this is as easy as getting thirsty, grabbing a cup, going to the faucet. No, no, that's how you're presenting it, Um, which is absolutely not true. And it's not how it works. This is what's really happening in America because Big John's right. I usually am. God is very dense in there when it comes to Trump. (laughs) And here's why. Look. Trump is a cheap bastard. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, to do this right, you're talking a massive investment he didn't want to make. He was right. trying to do this on I'm the cheap. cheap. Yeah. You know, this has nothing to do. You can't compare Elon Musk he, to anybody. Uh, I agree. You know? it's, 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 it's completely apples and oranges. So Trump wanted anything on the cheap. He's run into problems. The biggest problem is, oh, God, I'm trying to play here. It's, uh, 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 it's too many users for the system they built. Uh, it didn't like, scale okay. properly. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, he used open source software. Yes. Uh, Mastodon. Mastodon. So security is going to be an issue. Trump is a 70-year-old man. Whether you like him or not, let's just assume he's a brilliant businessman. John will disagree. I'm like, you take 100 million to 7 billion to 2 billion, even. (laughs) There's got to be something smart. Uh, 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 uh. And at the end of the day, uh, he could have given the proper, uh, done this properly. He chose not to. And that's more along the lines of what you're trying to say, Big John. You're just, you're just trying to put it with Musk because to get back to Musk, though, I think he wants to create change or just wants attention. You know, he may be one of these quirky personalities. He knows uh, uh, this is something that's great publicity. He can always say, I tried without trying. So, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to do that. I'm saying, we don't know. No, no, listen. I I agree with you that, look, Elon probably has a touch of narcissism to him, no doubt. Um, That's a personality quirk of geniuses, actually. As IQ goes up, there's a lot of correlation to narcissism and psychosis. Oh, right, right, right. And let me give you my point that I wanted to say early on. I had one of my study, my my, uh, guidance professors, we were assigned guidance or something like that in college, you know, got me to meet with, talk to, hey, how you doing in your career? Well, he was writing a book where he had like Gates and uh, I can't remember who else, Gates was the biggest one, where he thought they were an advanced form of uh, kind of what you said, autism or something, where in essence, they're functioning autistics. Yeah. You know? And at first, you be young, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense, that makes sense, but it's also the possibility they are just that much developed. They don't give a rat's tail about certain social skills. And once they achieve power, it's not that they're power mad, it's just they logically understand what that power gives them and how they can everything about how they can talk to people. So they're more brusque, more withdrawn, yes. more intellect to the to, to, to the exponential level. Yeah. And that's what I think uh, 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 this guy falls at. You know, he's one of those, you know, that's one scenario. Uh, 
I think he's, whether he is or not, I think he has no inhibition or inability, rather, to function in society. I think he chooses to act and look that way or any of that. He's as normal as you and I, but just so advanced, he comes off odd. And he understands the power he has. Um, I, 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 to some extent, I, uh, first of all, I largely agree with you. I don't know if anything, right. I don't think anything he does is an act necessarily. I think, I think he's calculated. Like for example, yes. that's why he may be doing this for show. Yes. Now, is it for show? Maybe look, uh, it's no coincidence that he used Twitter to drive up his crypto holdings, right? Because, because people blindly follow him. And Big John, he has been under scrutiny before, hasn't he? Oh, the SEC definitely has looked looked at him for stock manipulation because he'd say something about Tesla, like, is yeah. it time to sell? You know, and he would tweet that out and people would be, wait, how is this legal? You know, it's like he's manipulating the market, you know, and to some extent, I agree. Um, Hold on. How can you agree with your libertarian back? No, no. I agree that it's manipulation. I made no statement as to whether that should be legal or illegal. I'm just saying that it's certainly calculated that when he tweets something out, nothing's by accident. Like right. it's not just always oh, like Trump will throw crap out there that comes to the top of his mind at two in the morning. Yeah, but it always comes true two years later when the real allegedly Mr. QAnon. My point is that that if you read an Elon tweet, it's never random and it's not just for giggles. There's always a a deeper purpose behind it. It's it's strategic and it's planned. Um, like even when he puts stupid memes up there's you should it's like he's q it's like he's q all the elon fans will sit there and you if you watch his twitter timeline it's all these nerds trying to figure out what he meant when he puts up a picture of a dog on the moon like oh what is that does elon mean we should buy dodge coin oh that's what it means let's go buy dodge coin. then it's the others are saying no 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 it means it's too sky high it means you got to sell you know and it's this whole industry or for one meme. He's right? become a, a bit of a cult icon. Yes. I know, like I, Steve Jobs became his final few years. Like who? Cool, uh, Steve Jobs. Oh, right, right, right. That, that icon that kind of has their own cool. Yeah. It's kind of funny because you would think Bill Gates has that too, but I just can't imagine Bill Gates having his own cool. <laughs> Bill Gates, he's a smart guy. But Bill Gates is a smart guy. He's also a very unassuming guy. Like, whereas Jobs was a raving asshole, like as genius as he was, there isn't anybody who worked with who wouldn't tell you he was he was an asshole. Like, that's the most used adjective. I know Jobs was like that, too. Huh? Jobs was like that. Or Jobs. Jobs. Was Jobs that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Steve Jobs was the asshole. Oh, 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 I thought you said Bill Gates. No, no. Bill Gates is unassuming. Like, most people think, like, don't even. I heard that, but I thought you meant Bill Gates at work. No, that's, yeah. uh, Jobs' is a reputation was built around oh, that. Yeah. Uh, I guess. You know, I remember my wife was reading his, his uh, the auto the biography written by him that was popular a few years ago. Yeah. She was like, man, this guy's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Well, when but, he, uh, he used to walk into rooms and just start screaming at people because they didn't see his vision and he would just berate people. Like it's, it's legendary at Apple, what he used to do. But you know, if there's a heaven and a hell, <laughs> I, 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 I'd probably cringe being a fly on that wall. Oh, dude, you're gonna go down there that long? <laughs> well, who knows? Unless they use iPhones and no. Heaven. But I'll leave you with this: uh, just a simple answer, yeah. give you a chance of redemption. The smarter move to buy a social media giant than build one. Do you think he actually saw what Trump goes on that? Because you never know. He may have been thinking that too, just uh, bleeps and giggles. Uh, then seeing Trump, do you think he was like, eh, "That move's not gonna work. I'm just gonna try to grab." It. No, so not at all. I think he. Um... I think in his own mind, like he didn't wait for Trump to fail before he made a decision. I think, I think this, as crazy as it sounds, was as much a spur of the moment decision as could be for someone like Elon Musk. I think, I think he he views Twitter as a great medium, especially for someone like him. Right, one tweet and I'm out. I don't have to write a whole page. It doesn't take me a lot of time. Um, and he and he's he's an influence broker on Twitter. So. Yeah, I think I, I don't think I don't think he was influenced by Trump at all because look, actually, actually I think he waited and watched Trump and watched. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I agree with you. It would be John. <laughs> I think we can call it a night. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> now that I've totally thrashed Trump, I'm I'm happy. Exactly. Look, 
I was just talking to somebody today about Trump and how he's done some stupid and idiotic things. Like, for example, endorsing that 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 one good old boy in Georgia, you know, or in look, he shouldn't have endorsed anybody in the, the Alabama Senate race, but he hated uh, who was a former uh, 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 Jeff Jeff Sessions. Jeff Sessions. Yes, Sessions, you know, he should just stay out of that. That's, you know, so he's done some dumb things. So, uh, no. Did you, did you hear him in, uh, what was it, the other day in Michigan? Yeah, did you hear what he said? One of those Who is this idiot Georgiopoulos? I want a piece of him. And I, I, like, I wish I wish he would say that. I'd have no problem beating on a 75-year-old. I'm not that. Oh, you would pull a Will Smith on poor Donald um, Trump. But, no, I was going to say, did you notice that he was trying to talk about uh, whoever he's trying to primary? Um, his guy is trying to primary in, in Michigan. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't see it. What was and, so, what the, the opponent's name is Meyer. Meyer. Well, you think, well, here's why Trump messed up. So he actually started making fun of the way the guy spells, I think it's a guy, spells his name, which is M-E-I-J-E-R. And he says, what kind of that, what kind of name Major. is that? Major. He goes, it's pronounced mayor, but he spells it with a J. It should be major. What's the matter with him? Is he, What kind of American is he with a name like? And he started going down this road. Now, I guarantee you, as much as I can without direct evidence, that he thought. <laughs> as much as I can without any evidence. <laughs> right. It was a Mexican. Right. He was trying to stoke up that good old boy racist nonsense where. Oh, no. I just. The other person you were telling me the story. I'm thinking here's Trump with a dumbass moment, not not be, not even realizing. Right. OK, I, fair I, enough. You know, like not, it's like it's not that he's racist. That's how his era grew up with. See, the problem with uh, <laughs> and you fall into this category is you don't put things in context with people you hate. So the con no, hold on. The context is look how he had how he grew up. I mean, look at what they have found look, out about look, Ruth who, Bader Ginsburg. Sorry, how who grew up? Trump, the era oh, in the son of a KKK guy. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> His but, father was in the KKK for God's sake. I mean, so 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 you see that again. That's the hate clouding it. Because Joe will be the first one to tell you you don't put the sins of the father on the son. You know, but, that's but you were talking crazy. about the environment he got raised. That's in. right. He so, got raised by yeah, but he, he's trying to imply that Trump is a racist. No, his father did not have the proper lessons to teach him. But at the end of the day, that was an error. It's like the plantation owners. It was the error. You, it's not that you condone it. It's you have to look at it for what it is. Fair, fair enough. But but the point I was trying to get at is his opponent's not even Latino, Mexican, whatever. His opponent is Dutch. And oh, that's right. That's right. It's Dutch. But you know, again, that's just Trump. I don't think Trump. That's that's a whole point. Trump didn't know. He, well, he that's my whole he point. He, like you're, he was too. You're saying like, what, what he's <laughs> in his rush to make some stupid point. He didn't even realize. Like uh, Justin Amash actually pointed it out. He said that district is very heavily Dutch. Believe it or not, in Michigan, that most of the people there understand how to pronounce it. It's not an issue for anybody. It's an issue for Trump because he can't. Because he was trying Again, to hide the guy John, in Mexico. John, how old is Amash? He's younger than you. Oh yeah, he's different he's like, generations, you know. Yeah. And Amash is nothing but a silver spoon kid anyway, too. So. How's that? He's an immigrant. You're the one who told me because uh, you told me he came from uh, wealth. No, no, I said he built his own company. There's a difference. No, he didn't no, come no, from no. wealth. He, he told me he came from money. From his his um his parents were refugees from well, Syria, I think. Well, there you go. You, you you gave me bad juju. Now you're trying to embarrass me on national TV. No, no, no. Listen, I challenged you about Trump. His family's wealthy, but they didn't come from wealth. Oh, okay, they're okay. they're self-made. So listen. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The parents self-made or Amash self-made? Both. Son. Both. Okay. Both. Kind of like the dynasty and Willie. Well, Amash, even though he's a lawyer, I think, is also owns an import-export business, I think. Oh, import-export. I've watched enough TV to understand. That's illegal. <laughs> Especially <laughs> since he deals with I mean, every TV show, you're the bad guy. So what do you do? Import. <laughs> yeah, import, export. <laughs> like import, export, child pornographers. And with John, let's thank the audience uh, for having us on in their. Let's face it, for putting up with whatever. For putting exactly. Up with I mean, I, I thought we had good discussions on Elon Musk and Louis C.K. You know, I oh, I think I said this early, but I always want to say C.K. Lewis. You know, for some reason, that's how it sounds in my head. And finally, Netflix and Sony pulling back. 
And uh, hey, real quick on that, Apple TV Plus has a Will Smith movie already mm. made called Emancipation, where in, in a nutshell, he's a slave, former slave, becomes former slave and finds his way to freedom. Uh, so that's on, It's the movie's done, but when they're releasing it, nobody knows. Again, we're, we're going to watch this six months and then it'll all be shown. And they'll buy his forgiveness. I mean, they'll, they'll give him forgiveness versus these women in Louis C.K. Right. Yeah. So with that, America... Do not forget to visit what, John? Sportsgrumblings.com. Exactly. Your podcasting needs. <laughs> and with that, my friends, until next time, everyone have a good morning, good afternoon, or good night. Peace.